Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, I'll tell you what. The week-long skid is over. It is over indeed. Jay Johnson said it said himself, the Lakers win today. It is truly a great day here for Lakers fans as the Lakers once again get on the get on the winning side of things. And it's so happy to see that they do get on the winning side of things. 186 over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Tell you what, we are excited to go ahead and talk to you now because <laughs> the losing for now is over. But yes, John, Jay John, tell you what, it is such a great day indeed. We are happy to be here. The Lakers in the second half absolutely devastated the Cleveland Cavs on the defensive end. Still having a hard time putting points in the basket. No no quarter over 30 points. So that's kind of still an issue right there for the for the team. But again, when you can lock down a team defensively who was without their leading scorer, Colin Sexton. So we got to give them that, but I still will say this. When you only score as an NBA team 10 points in the third quarter, that spells doom for any team playing any team in the NBA. I'll say that for sure. But again, great defensive performance by the Lakers in the second half. And here today to talk about the game and maybe a little bit more are two great guests indeed. We're hoping three, but we're not sure where Sean is. Somewhere in Canada he's at. So, But right now, I've got some great guests indeed. It is the man first off that with five great things who was here with me last night. Oh, I hear see Magic Man in the corner right there for you. So he's coming on through in a second. But it is the man behind five great things. Five great things you got to check out today at Lakerholics.com. His great articles and a section that's devoted to just his work at Lakerholics.com. It is Jamie Sweet and Jamie. You gotta be very happy about the Lakers' second half performance on the defensive end. Definitely. I mean, that's what this team prides itself on. Uh, it's not surprising to me that they got their first win, not by like canning 800 threes or you know going crazy scoring. It's just not. We, 
at this point, we don't even really have the weapons to, to do to have that kind of alpha. You know, that would be a really outlier. You know, outlier. So it was good to see. You know, what, what, mainly, it was good to see guys who are supposed to be good defenders playing like good defenders. Uh, a lot fewer. I feel. I felt like miscommunications. Although that's been a problem all year and happened a few times tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. And that that third quarter was just was just a beauty. I mean, you know, you, you always have to give credit to the defense. Of course, some of it's you know guys on Cleveland missing shots. They're without their top scorer. Uh, Darius Garland's a legit talent, though. That guy knows how he to is. get. That guy knows how to get to the cup, and he's going to be a you know a good player for a nice long time in the NBA. Uh, and you know, Kung Fu villain Jared Allen, uh, you know, showed a lot. Uh, kind of faded, I thought, over the course of the game. Uh, it's hard being a big man in the in the modern era and keeping your touches at a at a consistent rate throughout the entire game. But um, you know, I I thought that this was a solid win. This was a solid win, and. The kind of win that I think you could build on because it wasn't like anybody. I mean, other than Trez, who's just like showing what he can do when unleashed, when fully unleashed. You, this is Montrez Harrell, right? Like, not constrained by an AD, not constrained by a LeBron. And I'm not saying that that's like a bad thing, right? AD is one of the best players on planet Earth. LeBron is it. But when fully unleashed, Montrez Harrell is a is an impressive NBA weapon. Um, I find it astounding that he signed here this season for as little as he did, that somebody didn't, you know, for all the teams that need size and scoring, it's amazing to me that he ended up with us for the, uh, for the MLE, but Hey, there it is. Um, that, but that, I think a lot of the, what was good about this can be carried forward. It, it wasn't like, Oh, well, so-and-so blew up and had like a 35 point game. Like this was a team win. Uh, yeah. and, and that's what the team needed. The team needed a team win. Like I, you know, and Schroeder played like, a guy who tonight I could see myself paying not well not myself but <laughs> JD Boss paying twenty ish million dollars a year. Uh, I certainly have nothing to do with that, and nor will it now, nor will I ever. If I'm ever a minority share owner of the Lakers, something lucky happened. It's not because I did anything right. But it was impressive, a victory for the whole team of the Lakers. That second-half performance defensively was something special to see. And here today to also talk about the game. And also, thank you so much to Bree and Jay John for the hearts on Facebook and to the climbing number of individuals now tuning in. Our numbers keep on going up and up. It is truly something that's greatly appreciated by us here at Lakers Fast Break. It is the man behind Lakerholics.com. You got to be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com, plus also catch his articles on Medium.com. But it is a good man indeed. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, again, a very impressive performance defensively. This is what they need to do to always stay in the ballgame and have a chance to win. Yeah, it was it was desperately needed. I mean, the uh, uh, I'm going to write off the, uh, the last game or two as – or definitely the last game is sort of a, a trade deadline flub. Um, you know, just, uh, I, I wanted the team to come out and really show some fire after getting the vote of confidence that they did from the, from the front office. Um, and they just didn't have it together. Yeah. Same thing with the first half of this game. They didn't have it together. Yeah. Um, and you could see that Frank Vogel was probably sitting there in the, in the locker room telling them this is the, 30th out of 30 teams offensively and they are scoring at will on you guys. And they don't have Colin Sexton in the game either. Yeah. And so they came out in the second half though, and, and, and they played excellent defense. I mean, uh, 
I was really impressed with the effort that Dennis made. Um, <laughs> 23 turnovers, seven of which were Dennis, uh, uh, is so frustrating. And and my big concern with him, obviously, um, I, 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 it's hard to pay $20 million a year for four years to a guy who can't shoot more than 31% from threes and has a turnover, uh, assist to turnover ratio less than two. You can't fault Dennis for his effort, for his speed, his hustle on defense, the entire game. Yeah. You know, he, he pushed it hard. He made some excellent pick and roll passes. Um, and frankly, I would rather that he was aggressive in trying to make those passes um, because he got a lot of good feeds to Trez. Trez played his heart out again. Um, you know, I, it just amazes me that that we really didn't get some offers that we couldn't refuse for Montrez Harrell at the, at the trade deadline, because in the right team, the guy is a beast and, uh, and you can never call that fault his effort or Dennis's effort. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, it was, it was one of those games where thank God the other team turned the ball over, I think 20 times and, you know, to go with our 23 um, because we really just, and, and some of the boneheaded plays in the first half had me yeah. practically tearing my head off. I mean, Mar Markeith Morris is usually a pretty savvy veteran, but the four turnovers that he made in the first half were as bonehead as any turnovers I've ever seen. Um, but the team came back, um, and that's a credit to them. You saw you saw the DNA that has really kept them as a top ten defense, as a number one defense in the league. Even without LeBron and AD, they still are able to hold on to that rating. Although the lead that they had is shrinking rapidly. Um, but you can't you can't be disappointed. This is exactly what they need to do. They had 27 games left. I sort of split it up into three sets of nine, nine games without AD and LeBron, and then maybe nine more without LeBron, and then maybe nine at the end with both guys. Um, and to win, the, to, to basically avoid being in the play-in tournament, yeah. the Lakers the Lakers pretty much need to to win at least over half of those games, you know, yeah. they can't, they can't have a losing record or else they'll be in the play in tournament. And in the play in tournament, all you need is it's just like major league baseball. You, you need a hot pitcher. You get another team that's shooting threes hot and you could lose one game and yet have that happen twice. And you're out of the playoffs. Yeah. You don't make it. Yeah. So big win for the Lakers. Hopefully this will, will ease things down um, and reduce some of the pressure on them. Um, but we still got probably seven, eight, nine games left without uh, LeBron or AD. And we're going to have to find ways to, to at least tread water and, and hopefully, you know, split, split those nine games, win five of them or win four of them at least. And Absolutely. to keep ourselves afloat. I definitely and, then, and then some unlucky team, <laughs> some unlucky team is going to end up with the Lakers as their first round opponent. And, well, yeah. and if we're healthy, Good luck, buddy. Good luck if we're healthy. Like I said, I've always told you this before, Tom, and this is something I want to get back to is that if they're healthy and they're playing defense the way you see like tonight, they're, they can match up with any team and beat any team out there, even a fully loaded Brooklyn Nets team. So, I mean, if the defense is going to be the key in the playoffs and nobody plays it better than the Lakers. Jay John said third quarter, the Lakers step, but to be honest, we really need some of the paint. Hopefully Lakers will still get their hands uh, you know, or at least still be able to go ahead and get Andre Drummond into the mix. 
We'll see. He has yet to clear waivers as of yet, even though the buyout has already happened. So hopefully we will hear this time tomorrow, I'm assuming, uh, before we can hear exactly where he's going. But a lot of rumors have Andre Drummond headed towards the Lakers. So that's a great thing to see. But also here to – oh, yeah, go ahead, Tom, real quick before um, you turn over to Magic Man. Yeah, just before you jump on, uh, the the word is that Drummond is having two or three pitch meetings, okay. um, one with the Lakers, one with the Clippers, and one with the Nets. All right. So well, we'll see what – to see what happens after those three meetings. So we'll see what happens there. Hopefully we will get an answer fairly shortly and see what we can do to go ahead and get this guy on our team because that would be in – an infusion of, of some really inside power right there for you but also here to, for as far as the game is concerned to talk about that and so much more because it's also got some issues he wants to take off his chest is a good man indeed you got to go ahead and check out his comments that are regularly on lakerholics.com and it's usually in the effort to go ahead and troll jamie or troll tom and <laughs> that's always a good thing but we're going to talk about trolling in a bad way here at the end of the show but Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man, I want to tell you right now, this has got to be a happy time for you because it's been a week since LeBron has hurt his ankle, and that put us pretty much in a down spell. But you know what? I'm glad to see at least for one night we can rejoice once again. Absolutely, Gerald. The phraseology of the night was getting off the schneid, and we certainly did that. (laughs) Yeah, we got off the schneid indeed. Yeah, we certainly did. So... One victory in the back pocket for them. I'm hoping Sunday they come out with a better focus at the beginning of the game because, you know, even though Orlando is the sisters of the poor right now, there are a lot of guys who cried in the NBA no matter what their record is. And so hopefully you can continue in the winning ways. Absolutely. I agree with you, my friend, on that. I'm hoping for some good things as well, because Orlando obviously is going to be very shorthanded after making all those dubious trades that Jamie and I went over. Also, Laker Tom and I went over. Please, if you get a chance, check out the tremendous response that we got for our previous two episodes covering the NBA trade deadline and why Orlando may not be high on the food chain as far as our thoughts on winners and losers. They may be on the lower end as far as the decisions that they made, but Hopefully we'll get a, a good win off of them coming up this weekend. I also want to make sure and mention to everyone out there, you can catch us all the time now on the Hoopheads Podcast Network. That's hoopheadspod.com or catch us at Lakers Fast Break. Always at Laker Tom. Magic Man's got a Twitter handle too. And then, of course, you can always handle questions here, right here at Lakers Fast Break on Facebook. Lakerholics, our famous group on Facebook and also as well, lakerholics.com jay johnson said it says again winning way is all is the only way is it's on the way it is on the way we're going to hopefully get a nice streak going on here but i want to go ahead and turn it back to you sean put you first up on the list again what do you think was the key as far as obviously locking down on the defensive end i noticed kuzma not too many shots tonight but he was more of a distributor i think with Seven assists, eight rebounds, a little bit more in a different fashion we saw Kuzma tonight than what I thought we would go ahead in the absence of LeBron James. Well, absolutely, Gerald. I guess Kyle's just trying to be there, our chameleon. I mean, if we need him to be a point forward like he was tonight, he's perfectly capable of doing that. 
If uh, we need him in screen and roll action, he's perfectly capable of doing that as well. Um, he certainly he certainly tries and plays big in the paint for us. Um, you know, missing Mark, missing AD, not having a big presence there. Kyle's just trying to do everything he can to try and get a W. I mean, that's all that guy cares about. I mean, I, I, I truly respect Kyle as a role player, and ultimately, I think at the end of the game, all he cares about is a W. Yeah, absolutely, indeed. I agree with you on that, and it was a W again for the Lakers. They did win, again, going away in the second half, and it was very encouraging to see the kind of defense that they played. Laker Tom, I'm going to turn it back over to you right now. We obviously have talked about what they've done in the defensive end, and Jamie Sweet is like Kyle Kuzma. He put a, he puts comments out there on his own. He's saying Kyle Kuzma is our version of Kyle Kuzma. I'll have him explain that in a sec. But I know Sean went over what Kyle Kuzma contributed, and I know Jamie's going to talk about that. But if you could tell me what, as far as is concerned, what Montrez Harold is doing so well to be so efficient, I mean, he's the only seemingly constant in this week long doldrums that we've had with the obviously the losing streak there's been one individual who's been consistent with his uh, you know performance day, game in game out day in day out and that's Montres Harrell well I think the big change obviously and it all really started in the second half of the season was doing what Montres Harrell does best which is the role man on a pick and roll everything is totally related to him playing pick and roll yeah. He's not he's not an overpowering rebounder. He's not a a guy who can face up his guy and take him off of the dribble. But what he can do, he's got excellent hands and he's a jumper off of two feet who can dunk the ball, even though he's only six seven, against guys who are much bigger. And the Lakers, you know, we saw we saw sparks of this with LeBron at times in the first half of the season, but with with AD going down and then LeBron, basically the whole focus was to run pick and rolls for Montrez. And uh, you saw Dennis Schroeder do this over and over. You saw uh, Taylor Horton Tucker do it over and over. And, um, you know, that's that's the play that that's the reason why he won six man of the year last year. Why he's averaged 20 points per game with the Clippers was doing that with with Lou Williams. And uh, the Lakers have really focused on that. If you watch the, if you watch all of the plays, basically the, they'll give the ball to Trez up at the top of the key, and he'll hold that ball until either Schroeder or Taylor Harden Tucker will roll right by him and then take that ball, and then he'll roll to the hoop. Um, and it's a great play. It's 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 basketball. It's the NBA's bread and butter play. And uh, there's nobody who does it in the league as good, who's not just one of those overpowering seven footers who's going to dunk the ball every time there's nobody who does it as well as 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 trez does he's got just great energy off of it and that's the key the, the lakers have focused their offense on that um and it's also what gets uh, horton tucker and Schroeder a lot of easy layups because the role man is the defender on on trez has got to got to respect the fact that trez is going to be rolling to the hoop and if he gets the ball in his hands and he's in front of that hoop it's going to be a dunk, usually a two-handed dunk. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it was very impressive to see Montrose Harrell so efficient. I, he's shooting lights out. I know his range is not exactly what everybody else is, you know, or at least most of the players out there in the NBA, 
Obviously, he knows where where he's comfortable at shooting 10 feet to 15 feet at the max outside. He's got a nice little size jumper right there as far as, a, you know, just right there on the ISO. But when he goes inside, he knows to go exactly where he needs to in order to go ahead and get the points because he is underside. He is he's going against guys four or five inches taller than him on a lot of occasions. So it's great to see the kind of hustle and grit that he has consistently game in, game out. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. But again, I want to go back to what Jamie Sweet mentioned in the comments. And I'll tell you what, big salamat, a big, big, big salamat so much. Thank you so much to all our friends out there in the Philippines, all over, just the worldwide. Cannot thank you enough for being part of it. Jordan, uh, you know, Singapore, once again, just truly amazing that you're part of this as far as the Lakers fast break experience. And we cannot thank you enough for being part of it. We love your comments. We love your appreciation. Thank you so much for the big thumbs up, Manuel Seville as well. We truly cannot thank you enough for being part of the Lakers fast break. But Jamie, you mentioned in the comments, Kyle Kuzma is our own version of Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts on why that is, how that is, and what did you mean by that? Well, to be frank and to be absolutely clear, that was user error right there. As you say in the attitude, what I meant was to say is Kyle Kuzma. I it was going to be something really subtle and really I smart know, that know, only I you know. could come up with, but. I, I, well, after I wrote it, I tried to think of something, but there's. I, I mean, you called mind, the game so. tonight. You <laughs> called the trap for Cleveland. You called it last night on a late night wrap up, and, yeah. and you did. You called it, and you were and, right. And again on the fiver today, but yeah, I, you know, I, what I wanted to say about Kyle, I, what I mean to say is Kyle Kuzma was our version of Scottie Pippen, and that like Scottie Pippen was able to do a lot in the shadow of Michael Jordan and be a solid, dependable, good player. You know, I thought he had one of his worst games of the year last last night when he shot 21 times. I think he made nine. Uh, no assists, not a lot of rebound. Like, he looked like Kyle Kuzma year two, like trying to take over the game, trying to, like, do all this, you know, stuff that uh, – if, if he's on fire, he can do. But, like, he doesn't – it's not – it's not his role in the NBA. It's, it doesn't seem to be his fate in the NBA to be that guy. You know what I mean? He's going to be a better Scottie Pippen than he could ever be Kyle Kuzma. And so I guess that's kind of what I'm saying with that uh, wackadoo comment I made, which was really just my brain not being my friend. <laughs> I, I want to say that was kind of just very sage-like in, its, in, in, in the way you phrased I it. So. I know. I, well, I, I wanted to add one thing to what Laker Tom said. That I, I do think that the Lakers have another player that – well, I think what Trez is doing right now is doing the best job of anybody on the that anybody on the team can of, of of replacing the gravity that is LeBron James rolling to the basket. Nobody else on our team is going to suck 
the defense, not even Schroeder. Schroeder's man's going to stay with him. Maybe a big man will roll over to contest his shot. But, like, the way teams start to collapse around Trez once he gets rolling is close. It's not even close, really. But it, it's similar to what the gravity that LeBron James creates uh, when he drives to the basket. And that is more than anything else, what the Laker offense is built on. Uh, you know, we go on and on and on about we don't see a lot of complicated sets. We don't see a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of plays that, that look like plays. But the in a way, the plays are the simple plays. Like, let's collapse the defense and kick it out to the open man. Or if the defense doesn't collapse, get get a shot off at the rim. So I, that's what Trez is doing for this team right now. And if they can work with that for the next few games till AD gets back, I'm assuming AD comes back on the timeline that's been posted. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know enough about medicine. Medicine, I, I will definitely defer to Sean on all of those points because he knows a lot more, I think, than any of the three of us does about how the body, you know, deals with injuries and the best way for injuries to recover. But I just wanted to add that and that it, that gravity that Trez is bringing right now is essential is an essential component for us getting any more wins between now and AD coming back. Well, I'll tell you what, again, that's some great insight right there, even though it's not the way you intended right there for you. But again, we truly appreciate it. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We cannot thank you enough for being part of today's show. The Lakers did win, powering themselves and making a statement defensively in the second half, 186 over the Cleveland Cavs. I want to go ahead, and I know Magic Man is here. He wanted to go ahead and interject something. So Magic Man... What do you have for us right now? Because I've got a new name on the list of buyout candidates I want to throw by you guys here in just one moment. Yeah, Gerald, I was just going to add, I think, um, I'm not sure if this is going to start a winning streak or not, but nevertheless, the guys being able to just psychologically relax now, I mean, they won. They won a game. LeBron didn't play. AD didn't play. They just seemed to relax a little bit more in the third quarter and started playing together and rather than thinking about what they were going to do. It was a nice it was nice to see them all kind of collectively relax and get out of that brain freeze that sometimes teams get in when they're on a losing streak. I mean we saw it with Houston. Houston lost twenty games in a row. And most of those losses were because they went into the game knowing they were going, probably going to lose. Well, Jay Johnson said as chiming in here, THT and Kuzma is the Lakers future is bright with these young guns. Well, we'll see what happens. Jay John. I mean, obviously we saw that THT was heavily on the rumor side. So we'll see if he sticks with it. I know the Lakers have to go ahead and sign him to a contract because he becomes a restricted free agent, I think, this summer, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see how much the Lakers are willing to commit to him going forward if they believe that he is going to be part of one of those young guns. I mean, a lot needs to be invested into him. He's been impressive at times for the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma, obviously they feel that they have enough faith with him going forward. They assigned him to the extension for the next three years, if I'm not mistaken, as well on that one. With that one, though, it puts him in the price range where if he does not play to his capabilities or what the Lakers think he's capable of, he is in an attractive price. Right, Tom? Not this year, but coming into his extension next year and the years beyond, he will be in that price range that's very attractive out there for trade if his game does not materialize the way the Lakers want to. 
Yeah, I, I was going to add to uh, to the inspiration that uh, Jamie had with his little tweet there, or his little uh, text. I think uh, Kyle Kuzma for the Lakers is is what a lot of fans mistakenly think that Alex Caruso is, which is he's the real chameleon on the team that can play multiple positions, can defend multiple positions, can be a playmaker, a scorer, a rebounder, and a defender. Um, and he's making more money now than Alex will ever make. Um, and that brings up the issue that the Lakers have boxed themselves in to a certain extent because they won't have any, they're, they're a tax paying team now. So that, that means that they, and they have two guys in Alex and in Kyle that they probably, and in um, THT that they want to keep both of whom are probably going to get offers at least of $10 million a year for both cases. Yeah. And in order to keep them, one thing the Lakers are going to have to make sure they don't do is be hard capped next year. Otherwise, they won't be able to use that bird rights and early bird rights to match those salaries. Um, they don't have money for a free agent. They can't sign and trade any of the guys who are going to be free agents, which means you can't make a deal to keep Dennis. You can't make a deal to keep uh, Trez. And you've got three assets under contract that are going to be your trade assets, which is KCP. Actually, KCP and Kuzma, basically the only two that you really have to trade. Well, let so, me ask you this. Hold on, real quick. In as far as this summer is concerned, you know the restricted free agents. Let's say they get an offer and whatnot from somewhere else, and the Lakers think it's too rich. They still have the option of maybe salvaging, as far as maybe possibly some assets in a sign and trade. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, the problem, the problem, Gerald, is if they do a sign and trade, it's going to hard cap them, which means that so they'll be in a situation where, like today. If you sign and trade, use a BAE or use the non-taxpayer $10 million MLE, you are then hard capped. That means you can't even go over the cap to use your bird rights to match on any of those players. You're shaking your head, Jamie. Why are you shaking your head on that? Yeah. Oh, you're on mute, my friend, but let's get you on, up on mute. You're, you're muted you yourself. You're muted because yeah. he's wrong. No, 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 no. I was, I was, agreeing, with Tom. No, I was agreeing with Tom because it, the hard cap was a big, I thought, I thought that was one of our bigger issues uh, even at the deadline. I think that we yeah. could have been a little bit, I think we would have been a little bit more free swinging in terms of picking up some role players and not caring if we went up above the apron uh, the way that it was obvious we had to, I mean, we had no choice. So uh, every trade we made at the, at the deadline had to like fit perfectly into a sum of money. You know, there was a lot of issues with being hard cap. You saw it last season with golden state when like half the team got injured and they, they couldn't field a real basketball team. Like, you know, these are this, there's, there's, it, it was a, in a way, it was an informative journey to go on this season, the hard cap journey. But I would be very fine if the Lakers uh, could do all they could going forward to avoid being hard capped. Yeah. Uh, I don't I see the Lakers, I don't see the Lakers being able to keep the bird rights that you have. Yeah. Yeah, but we won't. And well, in Trez's cases, we don't even have that. We can't go over the cap to sign Trez. I think we can offer him a twenty percent raise on what he's making this season 20%. at best. So yeah. that's nothing. He's going to get a ten million dollar offer from someone. He's going to get a fifteen to twenty million dollar offer from somebody. We'll see. Uh, I mean, he didn't get that last year, and he was the sixth man of the year. So <laughs> yeah, but we, but everybody expects that. Everybody expects that Caruso's going to get an offer, eight, nine, ten million. Very possible. I think it's probably going to be more like six, but we can match yeah. six. 
The I, if, there's, if there's a bidding war, it'll go to eight. It'll go to eight or nine. Yeah, I was going to say seven to eight might be better. The big problem is THT. This is the kid that they turned down the trade for. They would they refused to trade him, add him through the package to get Kyle Lowry. Now he's got a strange contract because he's he's they can the first two years they can offer him ten million dollars, the third and fourth years they can offer him max money. Right. He can get a four-year contract that's going to average out at fifteen million, um, and maybe even higher. You know, if they somebody really got crazy and really loved the kid, so he's the guy that you figure if they've gone this far that they're going to turn down and basically made him untouchable. Then they're going to keep him this summer. So there's no way they're going to. There's no way they can do a sign and trade for Harrell or Schroeder just because that would hard cap them. And then if no. they hard cap, they will not be able to spend over that hard cap. And then for sure, they 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 probably could cover Caruso, but they wouldn't be able to cover THT. I think we can go over the cap to sign Schroeder. Not if you're think, hard capped. No, 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 no. But I think we can use, I think we have Schroeder's early. Oh, we have Schroeder's bird rights because we traded for him. Right. Can we go ahead and get Sean in here. Is yeah. that what do you what do you want, Sean? What can what we got for you? Yeah, Gerald. I think a simple problem to solve here is to look at KCP's contract. He's really only guaranteed one more year. He's got a partial guarantee on that third year, but that's less than five million. So you could you could technically trade KCP's expiring contract to shed a little bit of salary. And if uh, if I'm not mistaken, I would expect that would be one of Rob's first moves in the offseason. I think they're going to trade both Kuz and KCP in the offseason. Oh, I, I, th- I think so, too. I think they're both gone. Well, let me ask you this. The only I way you that- can improve the team. There's well, no let's, let's talk about the team. here and now. Let's get back to the here and now as far as the buyout market is concerned. Obviously, Andre <laughs> Drummond is a source of conversation. I know Jay John and also so many people out there that have been part of our action here the past couple of days have talked at length about wanting Andre Drummond on the team. Obviously, they feel like I do that. I think that he could be a big bonus for the Lakers. I mean, one of those rare occasions when you get someone on the buyout market who's still in the prime of his career and can contribute many things to the Lakers going forward. That's possibly something that they could go ahead and do. But let me go ahead and throw out another name that just recently got released. And that is Gorgie Jang is an individual 6'10", I think, 6'10". Uh, he's uh, plays a little bit of hybrid 4 and 5. But the sweet thing right now is that he's averaging, I think, around 43% from the three-point area. I think he's uh, you know shooting very well surprising cut surprising wave by the memphis grizzlies even though it had been talked about for days i mean you have someone that's 610 and can shoot 43 percent from the three-point area you kind of want a tendency to keep that individual but for some reason you know it's been talked about for days and it finally happened so i want to ask you this if andre drummond or even if andre drummond is a reality for the lakers and i'll start with you laker tom do you see Gorgie Jang as possibly being someone that the Lakers could target as well? I mean, to provide that kind of three-point shooting that, you know, the Lakers sorely need. You know, I looked at that when I heard that news too, and, and then I went back and checked Gorgie's record. The year before, he shot 25%. And he only shoots two threes a game. Well, he's he not in blocked, the lineup he, that much. He only blocked 0.8 shots. 
he hasn't really been a shot blocker. He's he's played very little limited minutes, like 15, 16 minutes. Yeah. I I don't think so. I you know, I the thing that the things that's attractive about Drummond is basically the rebounding and the rim protection and the 17 points per game that he scores. Um if if we weren't able to get Drummond in my mind, and then the other problem that you have is that you have if you weren't able to get Drummond, I think that I would go instead for a volume three-point shooter like Boogie. Boogie. Well, let me ask you this. Why has Boogie been so available for going on three weeks now? Because of his defense. He's not really a rim protector. Uh, you'd have to have, you'd have to find the right situation for him. Yeah. Um, and you just don't know, you know. And the other second thing is that, that he's he has been listed in, in several references as a player that the Lakers would turn to if Drummond, for example, signs with Knicks. And I actually met the Knicks, not the Nets, were the ones who were actually had a had an interview with uh, uh, with Drummond. Well, I think um, the Nets you should always consider them as being in the hunt. Yeah, but he, they don't have a really they they've got DJ at center there, and and as Drummond I can say right now again, they need to have someone to look at at the five. I yeah. I I, th- I think that's a lot of. I think that's a lot of BS coming from the Knicks about uh, offering Dre that um, multi-year extension. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Sean. For, for yeah, for one reason, he uh, if Andre decided to sign with the Lakers, the Nets, he could instantly increase his value from whatever the Knicks think. That he's worth. You can get more I mean, from the next next year. Yeah, I mean, he could really take them for a ride again. I mean, even with World Wide West running the next, there's no guarantee. It's been a nice story all year, but they're not going to make the playoffs. They they just don't have the thoroughbreds that are going to m- make sure that they can put the ball in the hole at the end of games. Tibbs is going to wear this team out. This is the same old story with Tom Thibodeau. For the first 50 or 60 games, his team plays really well. They're well coached, no doubt about it. But in the end, he always burns his guys out. They've got more rubber on them than a, than a skunk on the Highway 69, whatever you guys got there, Route 66. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just end up burning themselves out. So I, I really don't see the Andre Drummond to the Knicks. I'd like I to see Jay- Drummond go to the Knicks, have them keep Mitchell Robinson, obviously, and then wave Nerlens Noel. There's I would rather have Mitchell Robinson personally. But okay. Yeah. But then again, like I said, I would rather have Mitchell Robinson. But I know Jamie Sweet was saying. Well, they're not going to wave Mitchell Robinson, but they might wave, you know, Nerlens Noel. They might. They might. But, uh, Jamie, I wanted to ask you this. I know you were mentioning that was there ever a world in which you saw Blake Griffin backing up DeAndre Jordan? I don't think it's going to be for long. If I, You know what? I'm going to say this right here right now. I'm going to say something that's a little bit controversial. Okay, here we go. Blake Griffin was sandbagging it with the Detroit Pistons. Because uh, 100%. If he's dunking it, if he's dunking it now like he is, don't tell me because, you know, all I heard was, oh, he hasn't dunked in a game until 2019, last time he dunked a game, you know, dunked, and all he's doing now is dunking, dunking, dunking. 
Don't give me that stuff now. Don't right. give me that at all. I, I just tell you right now, I think that was a little bit of sandbagging on his part because he just didn't want to be in Detroit anymore. Well, I see a tire team on Detroit. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I've, he pulled a Paul Pierce for like two seasons. Where he's yeah, but you're paid around. millions of dollars, Tom. If you're paid millions of dollars, right. I don't care right. relatively right. speaking and all that. You're paid millions of dollars by an organization, especially as many millions that he is. You got to give your best effort each and every game. He had a face of the franchise contract. He's got to perform like yeah. the face of the franchise. I mean, there's just there's no any guy who would have no denying any guy who would have chosen to go to the Nets instead of going back to the Lakers in order to pay back the Clippers. That says that he's not going to be a force no matter what. Well, he's he played well tonight. He was sandbagging Detroit. He played well tonight, and he's played well so far. He'll break down again. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced from what I've seen. I just want to add. I just want to add that in in a world where somehow the Nets are the standard by which we can beat, to have somebody choose the Nets and have that be a weak choice doesn't make a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to say that right now, Tom. I, don't, I mean, you've well, been all season long. No, 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 hold on, no, 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 no. All season long, you've been. purple lens, you, man. You, I, I'm looking through the lens that you're throwing out there, which is well, the next and the be all teams. Great the, and everything the Clippers. The all team to beat. They're not the be all team to beat. The Knicks We all are, know about Laker Tom's shades, okay? Oh, they're man. Always shaded. They're always, they're like blinders. Just want to throw it out there. This is Laker Tom right here. This is Laker Tom. Blinders on. Listen, after what the Clippers did to that guy, he should have been looking for vengeance if he uh, had he any kind been. of heart. But I think ah. he was sandbagging because he, he looks pretty darn healthy right now for someone who was supposedly, you know, washed and, and things of that nature. But I mean, Magic you, Man, you, you, you yeah, damn yeah, darn healthy when he yeah. dominated us. Yeah. So, I, so let me ask you I this. Will, Go ahead, Magic Man. No, I was going to just add, Gerald, there was a third choice that nobody other than Stephen A. Smith thought of and that was for Blake to go back hat in hand to Steve Ballmer. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Ballmer. I'm so sorry for what happened. Please take me back. Well, you know, he's yeah, not right. jumping over Kias, but yeah, right. he, he is looking good uh, and, and that's something that the Lakers again need to be concerned about if he was sandbagging and then all of a sudden he's he's uh he's not what the Lakers need to be concerned about. Yeah, but if he, even if he's seventy percent Blake Griffin, that's still somebody that can get be productive off the bench. And I think right now that's still a step up over DeAndre Jordan. I think that's something that people need to be concerned with. That's why Andre Drummond is still going to be a target, I think, for for Brooklyn. And why the Lakers fans out there still need to be concerned until you see the words from Woj or Shams that Andre Drummond has agreed to terms with the Los Angeles Lakers. As long as there's a spot open right there, you have to be concerned. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. Guys, it's been a great conversation. Once again, the Lakers did win 186. Tremendous defensive pressure in the second half. 
Hopefully we can make it two in a row on Sunday because we will be back mm-hmm. on Sunday after the game against the Orlando Magic. But before we head on out, Sean has been in the backstages, behind the scenes, been very upset over what's going on in regards to Wesley Matthews, who hasn't had the best of seasons. He was supposed to be someone that I thought could provide us some some nice defense and some timely three-point shooting and hasn't quite materialized so far. Only on a couple occasions have we seen that. But there's no reason on this earth to go ahead after the guy on his social media like I would, you know, like, like I've been seeing, like everybody's been seeing, like Magic Man has been seeing. But we pointed this out last week, Magic Man. I want to bring you a front and center on this, is that, you know, last week we saw a couple kids these are 18, 19, 20-year-old kids last week that you know didn't perform or maybe as well as expected in the NCAA tournament and didn't get the job done for their teams. And the fans of these teams going after them with racial slurs, uh, uh, insults, uh, really just derogatory things, very inexcusable and to me, criminal things, death threats, things of that nature, that you should go after these people and you know basically just Tate, you know what? You're under arrest for saying stuff like that because it's truly uncalled for. But I want to hear your thoughts. This is something that Laker Tom and I think Jamie, we both talked about last week when it happened on the NCAN. But tell us more about with the story on the Instagram for Wesley Matthews. Gerald, I was um, a little a little upset about the, the Lakers losing streak. But I mean, uh, uh, drop in the ocean for, for other things. As I was scrolling through uh, Twitter the other day, I happened to see somebody who posted uh, a screenshot of uh, Wesley's uh, IG page. And um, I'm not going to repeat some of the language, but suffice to say, what Gerald said is absolutely true. It was vile. It was disgusting. I find it hard to say that I share my love of the Lakers with some of these people. And I just have to be honest about that. I think some people out there, you're very despicable the way you treat some of these athletes. I mean, they're human beings first and foremost. I mean, we want to think of them as commodities when we're watching them on the court. Oh, this this guy has a, a value of this and this guy's worth that. And these, these are men. These are men trying to provide a life for themselves and their families. And Wesley Matthews, like every other NBA player right now, is unfortunately stuck in his hotel room or stuck in his, his um, condo. And he has to stare at four walls. Or he can turn on ESPN and listen to them rip him. I mean, some of these guys can't escape this right now, Gerald. And I, I, Wes is at the top of the list right now, but Trez has been going through hell too. Um, he really misses his grandmother. And that reading that story of, of Jeannie giving him a hug and trying to be a eternal figure in his life is something that, again, as Laker fans – we should be supportive of that. Be supportive of Trez while he's here. Be supportive of Wes while he's here. Be supportive of Alex while he's here. They're not trying to poop their pants right now with no AD and LeBron. Sometimes it happens. 
But guess what? Steph said it a few weeks ago, too. Guess what? I've pooped my pants this year, and we have, too. It's just part of the game. And people need to relax and just chill out. If, if you're finding yourself getting too worked up over a player's performance or a team's effort, I mean, go play the guitar. Go get a drum kit and start playing When the Levee Breaks or Moby Dick. Do something productive. I agree with Fill you on that. Void. I mean, yeah, fill the void. But I mean, we're hard on the Lakers players here. I mean, over the years, we've we've had some some fun with the Lakers as far as saying some things that you know about their performance. I mean, Rondo was a heavy source of criticism for us during the regular season. I mean, Jamie and hey, I were. Me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Marcus Saul has been so far, uh, you know, a torment for Laker Tom and Wesley Matthews. <laughs> Again, we don't cross that line. We don't try to cross that line where we get personal, where we get insultive, where where we go across that line. I think that's that's the problem of what's going on as far as you know. You go to these social media. In fact, the comments here, you know, for, has been sensational, especially over the past few days. Everybody putting in their positive comments their hope for, for the Lakers for the future. We love it. We get inspired. I mean, I tell these guys off camera how inspiring your comments, the positivity and love for the Lakers, how much that keeps us going. Why did I do last night a late night deal with Jamie's? Because of you. Because of you took the time to go ahead and watch us and comment so positive. That's what we support. That's what we introduce. And, yes, you can say your thoughts on – you know, the team's playing bad, another loss. You know, obviously that's great and that's still appreciated. But when you cross that line and you know you cross that line, that's that's a hard thing. That That's a really hard thing because how would you like it done if it was you? How would you like it done as far as if, if somebody went and attacked your personality, your ethnicity, your family, threatened death threats that's on your family? That's, that's going and crossing the line. And that's very sad to see that players like Wesley Matthews or the two kids that we were noted, uh, you know, during the NCAA tournament that were savagely just attacked on, on social media. It's so disappointing to see in our society that still happens. But again, it works both ways for us so far. It's been fantastic. Even the, the criticisms that I get, you know, as far as the comments are concerned, they come into the email that Jamie Sweet has gotten that Laker Tom has gotten. Of course, Laker Tom's, you know, is like this big stack going up <laughs> higher and higher every time. But that's okay. We love Laker Tom nonetheless. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He got a few compliments this week. So I want to give him some props on that. Magic Man, you're good. Everybody loves you. You're the Lakers historian. So you're good so far. So you're, you're not a target <laughs> anybody. But I want to say this again. We truly appreciate all the love and support that you give us. But, you know, if if you know where to cross the line. You, you know where that line is crossed. And please... We just ask you out there, just be respectful of others. How, treat others how you'd like to be treated on, online. You can say a per person is stunk. You can say a person's placing playing badly. They know that. We know that. And we love to call them out here on the show. But we don't go across that line and talk about anything personal or just the individual that they are. They, and I ask that that you do the same about us or or the players as well. Although, you know, if you, you talk about Jamie Sweet's beard or something, you know, maybe that's that's okay. You can do that. So I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Or when I have one, man, might grow a terrible beard. But and, and need I digress. But I want to say this again, the Lakers did win 186. Truly great defensive performance. 
but I want to get you guys going and tell everybody out there what you're doing on Lakerholics.com because you have to be a part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. So before we head on out, I'm going to start off with Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man. You brought up a great issue today with, again, the online comments that people are having on social media. Thank you so much for providing that. It's been something of a source of uh, great angst, I know, as Laker Tom slams something on the <laughs> table right here before he turned the mic off on mute. That's awesome. Sounds so great. <laughs> but I want to hear your thoughts, Magic Man, on what you're checking out and what you're doing today at Lakerholics.com. Yeah, Gerald, just catching up on uh, what you're inspired yesterday. It's interesting to see that Dennis Schroeder and its agent have now decided they're just going to play out the string here. There's not going to be any negotiations. He's going to play out his contract and let the chips fall where they may. He says he wants to stay a Laker. I happen to believe that he didn't take any of the trade talk personally. I mean, the first word he used when they asked him was, it's a crazy business, and he's 100% correct that it is. And he's got enough self-awareness to know that it is a business. So I'm betting that Dennis plays really well, and he makes it a difficult decision for what Rob and the front office are going to do. We'll see what happens, Dee, but yes, Check out what Sean Grice, AK Magic Man, is always doing at Lakerholics.com. Also, as well, there are five great things coming up in store for a wrap-up of today's game. I know that's in store indeed. And it'll be on a little bit on the brighter side, so to speak, this time around. But Admiral Akbar himself, the guy who laid out the trap for <laughs> Cleveland this time around, not us. So that's always a good thing. Jamie Sweet, what do you have in store for everyone at Lakerholics.com with five great things? couple things real quick sean thank you for saying what you said also uh shout out to boulder colorado um uh you know it's a terrible time in boulder and so let's just you know it's uh, hard to go out to you. and also as well i also want to go ahead and, and again we've said this before and last week on one of last week's show but to everybody out that's suffering uh in in the georgia area in the atlanta area after right. the shooting there as well our hearts go out to you again to you as well <laughs> And the fact that your government in Georgia has your interest in completely squarely in sight. All right, all right, all right. But I digress. I agree with you, but I just want to get that. I digress, though. I digress, though. I just want to add on to something. You know, respect the art. I, uh, NBA players work on their jump shot more than most people work on anything at all. So you've got to respect the art. You've got to respect the craft. These are professionals. These aren't the guy down at the rec league. Uh, find it within yourself to respect the craft uh, or don't watch, frankly, you know, go do something else entirely. Go. You can go. have your opinions. You can say someone's sure. not playing well. Someone's saying, I mean, we do it right. here all the time on the show. It's no. that line you cross when it gets personal. That's when I think it's unwarranted. There's opinionating and there's defamation and just, you know, you know, 100%. Uh, I, I, thank you. That's the word I was searching for and can only think of uh Terrible words that Gerald would have to edit out in post. But I don't want to cause you any extra trouble in post. I know, I know how that. Editing uh, you guys <laughs> is bad enough. Let's put it that way. But anyway, yes, there should be a very bright five great things tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if the Lakers have a streak in them, but I think we can go. Uh, I think we can go three out of the next five. I want. I'm calling three out of the next five. I'm I'm pulling a Laker Tom Optimus card out of the deck. So I'm calling three out of five. Barely over five hundred, man. 
Well, well that's optimistic Bob? for me right now. She's <laughs> Louise. Yeah. Are you happy with nothing but sunshine and rainbows? I'm just kidding. Again, it's the glass <laughs> half empty and the glass half full. I'm, that's full of reality. <laughs> But again, that's that's Jamie Sweet. Please check out his five great things articles that he has each and every time out. You can access it via the Lakers Fast Break on Facebook, Lakers Lakerholics on Facebook as well, or at Lakerholics.com. And speaking of that, it's the mastermind himself of Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. I know you're always got some articles in the chamber that you've got locked and loaded and ready to go ahead and distribute at Lakerholics.com. So what do you have in mind for everybody out there at Lakerholics.com? Well, I, I think that the, the, uh, the trade deadline might kill about a dozen bullets that I had in the gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least, at least. But I, I, do think that, uh, I do think that there is a chance that we could have a win streak. That's the good news because we play the Orlando Magic next. Yeah, but wait, you didn't say how uh, many in the win streak. Yeah, well, it's a win streak in a row. Two, okay. okay, two in a row is not a winning streak. That's winning two back-to-back <laughs> games. Come on, come on. Season, it is a winning streak. No, the Lakers, the way they are, I'll take that win streak. No, it's the, the problem. The problem with our schedule is after after we after we play the uh, after magic. We play the magic. Um, we play Milwaukee. We play Milwaukee. Yeah, then, not- then we have then we have a fairly easy game, and then we play the Bucks. <laughs> Then we have another easy game, and then we play the Clippers. So I'm hoping that we go five and four over these next nine games. There's a good chance we will. Um, I'd like to add something, too, under this whole thing when Sean brought up about being a fan and what it, what it really means to be a fan and where I draw the line. Um, I'm probably of the people that are in this podcast the most critical the person who's most critical of players' performances. And I don't shirk from saying exactly how I feel about how certain people have performed during a game. Uh, by the same token, I'll give credit where the credit's due, even if it wasn't somebody that I thought was going to come through. But where I draw the line, and I, and I think this is an important distinction, I don't care how down I am on a player. I root for that guy the entire game every time he steps on the court because he's a Laker. And I'll criticize him at the end of the game, but in the middle of the game, I'm not rooting for me to be right. I'm rooting for him to play well. No, you're just shouting like, ah, 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 Tom Tom is 100% correct. I mean, we we all bagged. That's where you draw the line, man. Yeah. You're a fan. Are you a Laker fan or not? Hold on, we've got some great Laker fans watching today. So let's go ahead and give them some uh, big props because over the past couple of days, in fact, the NBA trade deadline show that we did is closing in on 2,000 views of its own. So just a truly incredible and cannot thank you enough for your support. I mean, Jamie Sweet and I, several hundred views on that alone late night. That's our late night show. So today is also as well. We've got a ton of people watching. We picked up so many viewers in the past few days. It's been so incredible, and it's all because of you. We cannot thank you enough for being part of the Lakers Fast Break experience. But Laker Tom, are you working on any articles really to go ahead and drop this weekend? Or are you yeah, going to wait? I, until I, next I'm, week? I'm actually working on two articles. One is um, <laughs> one is uh, and, and Andre Drummond. Yeah. And uh, what can Frank Vogel do with Andre Drummond, and how could he fit? And then the second article is. Who's the other new player that's going to be added to the Lakers? Corgi Chang. And what should it be? You know, you'll have to read it. You'll have to wait and read it to see. 
Well, Jay Johnson said it says that's sweet, Mr. Tom. You make a magic word, and he's really giving you a hundred hearts. So he truly appreciates everything that you're saying. Jay John, you've been such a great fan over the past few days. We cannot thank Salama to you, my friend. We just truly appreciate everything that you've done. We bow down to you and everyone else that supports us here at the Lakers Fast Break. We can join the conversation at Lakerholics.com. Yes, yes. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. You can always comment there. I mean, there are people there all day long. In fact, the best conversations are right there. I've tried to get them away from our email. So they tried to go ahead and put them on Lakerholics.com where you see these three guys, these three guys below just go off on each other all day long. The insults fly, the compliments, you're crazy, you're wrong. It gets so fun and gets so interesting. So please be part of the conversation and other people and other fans chime in as well. And you never know. I come in every now and then just provide my own zingers, but that is Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Also want to mention on the way out, please support Hoopheads, the, the, the Hoopheads Podcast Network. We are now part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Again, that's hoopheadspods.com. That's hoopheadspod.com. We cannot thank you enough for being part of that, and we just truly appreciate it. If you like pop culture, I dropped another Pop Culture Cosmos where we touch on so much, including all the Disney movie changes coming up over the next few weeks, PlayStation issues, and so much more. So check that out as well. But guys, a great win for the Lakers. Jay John says, I love you guys. Appreciate all your effort. We appreciate you for supporting us and being here at any time of the day. Cannot thank everyone enough for being part of it. But guys, any last thoughts on the way out? Go Lakers. Go Lakers. DJ Benga, Bobby Sack. There are guys. I would never threaten any work that Robert Sacra or DJ Mbenga put in. Like those, again, they all worked on something much harder than I, at least me. Like I'm not gonna like those like hours working on a jump they shot. Worked their, they worked hard they on worked, being seven feet tall, and they did a great you job. You don't work that. at that. You just you just become seven feet tall. They drank, also, maybe they drank milk. You know, I was told by my mom. You know, you got to drink milk to, to grow up tall and all that stuff and all that. Uh, I drank too much coffee. I think in my youth. I think it's still okay. All right. Okay, yeah, you still I, work for you. Okay. I'm only I'm only six two, so I'm, I'm only six two as well. So yeah, maybe yeah. I didn't drink enough. But anyways, like I said, truly appreciate everyone out there sharing the love for us here at Lakers Fast Break. It is once again Gerald Glassford along with Admiral Akbar himself, Jamie Sweet. Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man, and, of course, Laker Tom. You can get a hold of us, again, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, at Laker Tom, one of the most active Lakers fans out there. His Twitter is just blazing half the time, especially when he throws out those trade requests. Jamie Sweet, you can always find him at Five Great Things or on the Lakerholics group page right there at Lakerholics. And, Sean, what's your Twitter handle again, if anybody wants to find out how to get a hold of you? Yeah, Magic Man underscore Lakers Sean too much going on you too much action going on if you've just been magic man there you go there you go but you got to put all that action going on in there but i know there's probably like fifteen thousand people that have magic man on their twitter handle so what are you gonna do but guys it's been a great having you again on the show and everybody out there around the world that's been watching us we truly thank you so much for supporting us here at the lakers fast break once again it is the lakers 186 we will be back on sunday night after the Lakers game, well, hopefully, you know, that, that winning streak we were talking about, that hopefully it will be two in a row for the Lakers. 
coming up against Orlando. Hey, we'll take anything we can get right now without LeBron and AD. I'll take anything I can get as far as in the wing column. Look, I got standards, man. I got standards. Back-to-back wins is not a winning streak, and I don't care what time of the year it is. That's, that's, we're moving on. Well, we'll see if that winning streak <laughs> continues. <laughs> losing streak, man. So you well, redo that's your all right, all right. Well, we'll see if that winning streak continues, and hopefully that will continue on Sunday night, and we'll be back here after the Orlando game right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. 